Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card, right this way, it's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. This episode brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Director Wes Ball breathes new life into the epic franchise. As a ruthless king attempts to build his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape begins a journey to fight for a future for apes and humans alike. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Enter the kingdom in IMAX this Friday and theaters everywhere. Get tickets now. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. You are listening to The Dan Patrick Show on Fox Sports Radio. Sweet 16, anything but chalk this year. As uh, the sum of the seeds of the teams in the Sweet 16 is 94. That's the highest in any NCAA tournament seeding since it was introduced back in 1979. First Sweet 16 featuring four teams seeded 11th or worse. I always have a problem. Is it 11th or is it a higher seed is a lower seed? Like are, if you're a lower seed, are you a three? If you're a higher seed, are you 11? Or, I would think you'd aspire to be a higher seed in life. Higher would be better. Lower would be a bad thing. But the lower the number, the well, higher the seed. So Michigan's a low seed, a lower seed because they're number one. They have a low number, but they're a higher seed. But that sounds like a negative. Like if your test results are negative, that's, that's a fantastic thing, right? Well, you have uh, four seeded teams, 11th or worse. UCLA, UCLA 11, Syracuse 11, Oregon State 12, and Oral Roberts a 15. Do you guys have problems with that? A higher seed, a lower seed? Yes, Tom. I always found that confusing. There's got to be a better way to refer to it. When I see a number of one or three, and that's called a higher seed, I think higher, a higher number on like the number line, that a higher seed would be like a 12 because it's a higher number on the spectrum of numbers. So it's, I don't know if I cleared that up much. That doesn't clear up anything. Anything, no. No, it doesn't. They, they should come up with something. Higher seed being one and lower seed being 12 when it's an actual higher number itself is bad. Let me, wow, wow. <laughs> you know, should call it better seeds and worse seeds. That, see, that's on me. I should never have gone to you. I should have gone to the smart guy you know in the I back complicate who further. didn't cheat off his neighbor's paper. <laughs> wow. So I got cheated off on my neighbor's oh, okay. paper. Of course you did. Yeah, I find this as confusing as you guys. Right. Although I don't want to dive into it because I'll sound dumb like Todd. If you talk about <laughs> it, you don't make any sense. Give me your best guess here. Well, if you're the higher seed, you're the underdog. Yes, but it sounds weird to be a higher seed. You never want to get lower on a mountain as a mountain climber. You don't go, let's get low. You want to go higher. You aspire for heights. No, wait, the higher seed is the lower number. Yes. Right. So if you're a low seed, if you're a low seed, you have a higher, higher number. number. Yeah. Right. I think it's the exact opposite, isn't it? No. Oh. No. <laughs> I really, <laughs> until this moment, I believe that. The favorites are the high seats. Thank you. To have the low numbers. Uh, and then there was one. Michigan, they have a high seed but a low number. They uh, held on to beat LSU last night. The Big Ten is still alive in the NCAA tournament. The conference came in with high hopes. You had nine teams. You had two number one seats. You had Illinois and Michigan. Two number two seats, Iowa and Ohio State. They're gone, except for the Wolverines disappointing run. The tournament is in Indianapolis, so it's not exactly a home game because Indiana's not in it, but this is Big Ten country, and these teams have no excuses. A Big Ten team hasn't won it all 
since 2000. Tom Izzo and Mateen Cleaves at Michigan State. That's the last time the Big Ten won the national championship. That doesn't mean they haven't been close because the conference has had a team in the final game seven times, but they've come up short every time. We'll see if the Wolverines can snap that drought. But so far, this tournament has had a lot of Big Ten fans wondering, how long is it until the football season starts? Yes, McLovin. I have a poll question. Okay. super mean. Whoa. Okay. If you're Michigan, you're still in it. Would you rather win the NBA, I mean, the, the college basketball title this year or beat Ohio State in football next year? <laughs> A regular season Ohio State game. Or the NCAA type. I, I, I would hope they would pick a national championship, but knowing this rivalry and what has happened recently, well, not so recently, uh, it's a habit, a pattern here that they lose to Ohio State. If you're asking the question in March, if you're asking it in November, <laughs> then that might be different here. Uh, I'm going to guess, although I can't speak for those in Michigan, they would want to see them beat Ohio State in football. <laughs> I think that's the right answer. I, I, I'm guessing. Because I'm going to take this as as an Ohio native. If you said Ohio State had lost the last 15 years to Michigan in football, but you had a chance to win the national championship in basketball, knowing how Ohioans would feel, they would want to beat Michigan in football. Yes, Eden. And I'm sorry, just because I don't I don't remember which has happened more recently: Michigan won the national title in basketball or have beaten Ohio State <laughs> wow. in football. Wow, I just can't remember back that far. Uh, wow, it's a shot. Shots fired early here. I've been waiting since I mean, 1989 to take that shot. Like, so. like, factually correct, we're seven minutes in, shots fired. Yes, Paulie? I think Alabama fans would rather watch the like uh, spring football game than their team in the national title game. It is weird. There are certain programs where you go, Oregon, football program. You look at Florida State, used to be a football program. But they've been they've been pretty good in basketball. Uh, Alabama, Arkansas. You normally associate these schools at least playing football. Arkansas hasn't played football well, but we think of Arkansas. You go back to Nolan Richardson, forty minutes of hell. But you got some football programs who are here in the uh, Sweet Sixteen. Yes, McLeod. What is University of Houston? Because they have a football history, but they had five slamma jamma. I feel like they're a football school, too. I don't know if they're either. They had David Klingler. <laughs> Ooh. Yeah. And Andre Ware. Case Keenum. Yeah. I mean, it's a... Greg Ward Jr. It's a football state, but... Remember, but I remember Joe Montana beat them in the Cotton Bowl, right? They were really yeah. good when I was really young, as I recall. Yeah. I don't know how good they were back then. They were in the Cotton Bowl against Notre Dame. But, but do you view schools that don't have a football team a little differently? I see Gonzaga and Creighton as like, oh, those are. I can't take. I don't, you're always going to be a mid major if you don't have a football okay. team. Okay, I was. You're gonna always going to be. Okay. Yeah, I know. I, I'm sorry to bring that mid major, but you're always. You're never going to be like a blue blood if you don't have. Or maybe I'm wrong. <laughs> well, I, I like how you came with a strong opinion. Well, Duke doesn't really have a football team <laughs> and, in there. And Kentucky. There's certain programs that you don't think of their football teams. Yes, Paul. And then there's anomaly schools in the South or kind of South, like Duke, which is a basketball school, Kentucky, which is a basketball school. Lately, they've had some pretty decent football at Duke and Kentucky. But it yeah. it feels like, you know, if Kentucky football goes six and five, that's a nice year, but they're doing better. Duke football is respectable now, and, and it's not just an anomaly. Uh, we'll come up with a poll question. Say good morning to our TV partner, Peacock. All three hours you can watch. Download the app. You can watch for free. And also our great radio affiliates around the country. McLevin, you got a poll question for me? Yeah. The other one I was going to throw out, what's the storyline that has you most paying mm, attention to the tournament? Okay. Let me let me see. Let me, let me see if I can guess what your poll question okay. options are. Uh, the surprise of the Pac-12. Yep. The disappointment of the Big Ten. 
Well, are you going to follow that from here on out? Oh, okay. I didn't put it in, but that is a big story. Oh, line. I thought you were talking about like today. What yeah. is the storyline? Okay, that's a better question. Yep. Okay, okay. Big Ten. Um, Gonzaga is still undefeated. Yes, Gonzaga is getting a lot of attention. Um, what would be another great storyline? Which Cinderella are you rooting for? Like you got a lot of Cinderellas, don't you? Well, there's, you know, they're like lower seeds, but it's like a Syracuse. Wait, are they higher seeds? I don't, oh no, I started again. Like it's. Like Oral Roberts. They're big, but then the. Cinderella. Yeah. Okay. But you, you look at Oregon State, like Syracuse isn't a Cinderella story. Like UCLA is an 11 seed, but they're (laughs) the ultimate non-Cinderella. Yeah. Yeah, Paul. And Loyola can no longer be a Cinderella because they were in it a couple of years ago. They're kind of in this no man's land of being. Lovable and cute, but they're they've been there. Sort of like Gonzaga used to be. Right. <laughs> well, uh, one more storyline as far as stars, and I'm late to the party, but that Mobley kid on USC. <laughs> like, I tried to tell you during the regular season. I know you kept talking about it, but <laughs> when do I watch <laughs> USC basketball? <laughs> and and his dad is an assistant coach on the team. That's convenient. <laughs> what a coincidence. This has happened before. It's totally legal. That you hire your Alan Houston's dad got hired at Tennessee to be an assistant coach, and the day one day later, <laughs> his son commits to Tennessee. Yeah, and then Alan goes to the NBA, and then his dad uh, doesn't have his job anymore. This this has happened a few times where somebody gets hired, and with them they bring people with them. Yes, McLovin. I mean, if you're a <laughs> USC fan, like, is this tournament not as important because you have three more years of Evan Mobley there? Just kidding. <laughs> I mean, that guy had, I was watching last night. I'm like, oh, that guy's in the NBA yes, as soon as possible. Yes. And then Missouri had Michael Porter Sr. He was the father of Michael Porter Jr. And then uh, they also had an, another brother who went to Missouri as well. Um, Larry Brown, when he was at Kansas, hired Ed Manning. And then Danny Manning. Went to Kansas. Wouldn't it be great if some coach hired the dad and then at the last minute the son goes, nah, I'm going to go to Duke. I'm going to go somewhere else. Well, it sort of happened at LaSalle with Kobe's dad. Yeah. Joe got hired as an assistant. And then Kobe, of course, went to the pros. <laughs> I don't think Kobe was going to LaSalle if – I think he was going to Duke. I don't think he was going to go to LaSalle just because his dad was there. But his dad got hired at LaSalle. I think he was doing a favor to the program to recruit. Kobe said LaSalle was the second choice. Mm. You're not buying that, right? That was just a nice <laughs> thing to say. Well, it, it's like a distant second. Yeah. It was the NBA, and then maybe it was Duke, and then LaSalle. But, but the one that always got me, Michael Beasley at Kansas State, how he ended <laughs> up out there. Kansas State got a couple of kids, and you go, huh? How did that happen? But it did. So Iowa's out, Kansas out, Oregon, Gonzaga, UCLA, USC, Creighton, Michigan, Florida State, Bama, Advance. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 to noon Eastern or 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for the Dan Patrick Show at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. Or stream us live on the Peacock app. What's up, everyone? It's me, three-time NFL All-Pro Sean Marion. And I have a new sports podcast called the Lights Out Podcast with Sean Marion. This podcast is special to me as I get a chance to talk to some of the best who've ever done it on the field or the track. So whether it's talking to a Super Bowl champion or a NASCAR Cup Series champion, the Lights Out Podcast will bring it to you the only way I know how to. I'm giving you the best insight from the best who've ever done it. Listen to Lights Out with Sean Merriman on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you can get your podcast. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. All right, everybody, game off. Let's pause here to talk more about Monopoly Go. I know what you're saying. Flag on the play. You've already talked about that. But there's just so much more good stuff in this game. In Monopoly Go, 
you can team up with friends for time tournaments where you work together to build up each other's boards. The more you win together, the more awesome prizes you unlock. And there's so much more to get. You can get unique stickers. You can trade with friends to compete uh, albums for big prizes. There's cool new playing pieces to travel the boards with. I was always a uh, battleship guy. You know, you get those pieces like there was the hat. There was the shoe. Oh, same. There was the I was always a battleship guy or the car. You know what, too, is funny about a battleship. It's one of the only uh, Monopoly pieces that you find. That's not just a household item. Wow, you know I mean? thought about that. Yeah, most people oh, wow. don't have a battleship at home, but you have a car, you have a hat, you have a shoe, you have uh, all those things. Anyway, you can also get hilarious emojis for taunting friends when you smash their buildings or heist their vaults. That's always fun. Plus, Monopoly Go feels new and exciting every day with constantly changing tournaments and challenges. A ton include their own unique mini games like Digging for Treasure or a Robot Pachenko Machine. And there's always new timed events that will help you win big, like massive multipliers for everything you win or rent frenzies. There's always something fun to discover in Monopoly Go. So get off the bench and go download it for free right now on Google Play or the App Store. Game on. It is getting that time of the year. It's Miller time. You don't need a watch or a clock to tell you. It's Miller time. Weather gets a little bit warmer. All of a sudden, the beer gets a little colder. It's beer cracking season. It, it, whoa, okay. I don't know if it says that on the calendar. It's a beer that strips away everything you don't need and holds on to what matters the most. It's a light beer that tastes like beer. That's why I reach for a Miller Lite. And it's less filling. Only 96 calories. They've been doing this since 1975. They have perfected it. You know, that summer afternoon, we're coming into that time of the year, be like, oh, man. Crack one? Yes, or two. Don't look at your watch. Don't look at the clock. Don't look at the calendar. You know. Miller Lite, the great taste, less filling, tastes like Miller time. To get Miller Lite delivered right to your door, visit MillerLite.com slash Patrick, or you can pretty much find it anywhere that sells beer. Celebrate responsibly. Miller Brewing Company, Milwaukee, Wisconsin. 96 calories per 12 ounces, Fewer calories, fewer carbs than premium regular beer. Miller Lite. This episode brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Director Wes Ball breathes new life into the epic franchise set several generations after the last installment in which apes are the dominant species. As a ruthless king attempts to build his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape will fight for the future of apes and humans alike and embark on a journey that will redefine the planet. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Enter the kingdom in IMAX this Friday and in theaters everywhere. Get tickets now. We'll settle on our poll question. I think we already did, McLovin, because I'll ask Dockage that. Uh, You know, he's there in Big Ten country in Indiana. The Michigan question, if you're a Michigan fan, would you rather win the NCAA basketball title this year or beat Ohio State in football next year. <laughs> I I said it from an Ohio perspective, an Ohioan, that I would rather beat Michigan in football. If I had lost... Okay, understand this. Michigan has beat Ohio State twice in the last 18 years. Stat of the day, stat of the day. Stat of the day, Here comes that what? Stat of the day. And do we know the average margin of victory for Ohio State in those games? I'm going to need a minute on that. All right, let me bring in Dockage, uh, ESPN College basketball analyst, host of the Dan Dockage Show uh, on the fan in Indianapolis. Let me start there. You think Michigan would rather win the national championship in basketball or beat Ohio State this November in football? Dan, look, I have a son that went to Michigan. I paid a lot of money to Michigan. There's no, look, a national championship is a banner that's hanging. There's no doubt winning a national championship in football. I mean, Dan, I realize Ohio State can't, or excuse me, Michigan can't remember the last time they beat (laughs) Ohio State in football, but come on, there's banners for winning a national championship. That's forever. Nobody, five years from now, nobody remembers the score of the Ohio State-Michigan game. Come on. It, feel, it feels like it's, it's a, a story for a week when you win a national championship. But the bragging rights of beating Ohio State in football? You're a basketball guy. You're in Indiana. What do you know about football? Hey, I know from football, pal. I know from football. Tom Allen in Indiana, we're rolling in football. <laughs> You're right. better than Michigan in football. <laughs> you are. <laughs> you are. All right, what's the big storyline you take away so far from March Madness? 
Uh, Dan, I, I take away a couple things. I take away the Big Ten. Uh, Big Ten losing eight of nine and doing it badly. You know, I've always said the Big Ten, and I, I don't know if you agree with this or not, but coaches will tell you, man, the Big Ten's best coach league, Big Ten's best scouted league. Yeah, I tell you, there's some bad coaching in this tournament in the Big Ten. And I hate to say it because most of these guys are my friends. Dan, I, I'm watching Purdue go down, can't make a shot, and they got their two best shooters on the sideline. I'm watching Edie, who played great, not even get off the bench. I'm watching Michigan State go down, and they got their two best shooters on the sideline, and Hauser and Gabe Brown. I'm watching Illinois. I'm at the Illinois game the other day, Big D, and they don't adjust. I, my brother, who is an attorney, he's like, why aren't they pressing? Why aren't they doing something? I said, watch. They will in the last three to five minutes. They did. It didn't matter. Look, I, I think the Big Ten, Iowa didn't guard all year. Iowa looked incredibly slow. I thought the Big Ten looked incredibly slow. Uh, I take that away, and I take that, you know what, Dan, the other thing, defense wins a little bit. Like, you know, um, I'm watching, and I know they were way overmatched. Abilene Christian was way overmatched against Texas, Dan. Would you agree with this? Can I ask you a question? Yeah. You watch basketball. You learn at the feet of me when I do games. I get that, Dan. Yeah. Um, you ever seen a more overmatched team physically than Abilene Christian and Texas and that team wins the game? Not loses, wins the game. You ever seen a more overmatched physically team? I probably have, but uh, just just the, the recent memory of, of seeing that was pretty stunning. It was. So I, I do. I think, you know, you're here in the Big Ten. You got nine teams in. You got one left, and they all failed miserably. Like, didn't lose to Gonzaga in the tournament. The Big Ten is, I think, the biggest story around here. And then if you look, like, Loyola's not a Cinderella story. No. Syracuse isn't a Cinderella story. No. Oral Roberts is a Cinderella story. Uh, is Oregon State a Cinderella story? Is UCLA a Cinderella story? Dan, we're old enough. I don't care what happens with UCLA. That's not a story. Come yeah. on. I, mean, I know. No... It does sound strange to say that with UCLA. But, I mean, it, I mean, recent history, though, I mean, Cronin's done a really nice job in there. Uh, is USC a Cinderella story? No, I think USC is a redemption story. I think, you know, when you looked at USC, all you've seen is, you know, involvement, if you really paid attention in that trial. Uh, their name came up a lot. Tony Bland's name came up a lot. I think it's a redemption story. I think Oregon State's a great story. I think, you know, Wayne Tinkle has got, you know, he had his son, was a good, really good player. You know, he's gone all of a sudden. They catch fire. And that's obviously, Dan, as you and I both know, that's one of the great things about the tournament is you can catch fire. And I think it's a great story. I think UCLA is a story of what should be. Like, UCLA should be there. And I think Mick Cronin, I was talking to Michael Lewis, their assistant, and that's all they talk about. Like, look at these banners. This is what we should be. This is who we should be, Dan. Yeah. So it, I think they're all great stories in different ways. I mentioned uh, the Mobley story at USC. This has happened before many times down, down through the years where you hire somebody, if the dad, and then you're able to bring in uh, players. And it's totally above board, correct? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it, hey, look, you go back. I mean, whether it's a high school, hell, Bob Knight back in 76, I mean, you'll remember the names, John Laskowski and Tom Abernathy, he hired their high school coach, Bob Donovan. Now, I don't know if he hired them to get those two guys, but this has been going, Ted Owens did it at Kansas for years, Danny Manning. No, this has been going on for years. You know, I, I, I never presume because, Dan, I was in this for 20-some years in coaching, and I, Look, everybody said everybody tells me that everybody cheats, right? Everything that happens, well, they cheat. I don't know that anybody – I've never had anybody come up to me and say, hey, coach, uh, they just gave me $30,000. I've never had that. So, look, you hire a guy's dad, uh, you got the players you want, and away you go. It doesn't have to be nefarious. Yeah, and I just said that, like, Ed Manning got hired. Danny Manning went there. Uh, right. We saw that with uh, Michael Porter Sr., Michael Porter Jr. going to Missouri. Like, th this has happened down through the years. I think people are just being reintroduced to it when, you know, Mobley, the Mobleys go there to USC and their dad's on the staff. Yeah, and, and you know, we, we forget the past so quickly, right? And the other thing is, here's the one thing, man. Dan, when you were in college and I was in college, you had three assistant coaches, maybe a fourth guy was a volunteer. Now you look at those benches, 
Damn, there's 800 dudes in suits and dress suits, man. <laughs> I mean, so, uh, you know, what job are you hiring them for? I don't know. And I'm not just talking about this situation. I'm talking about other situations. You know, what job you – there's so many jobs on a bench now. I, look, they hired them. They're smart. They're in the Sweet 16. Let me tell you something. At Indiana right now, we'd love to have the dad of somebody on the sideline and be in the Sweet 16. <laughs> Are you kidding me? Uh, so who's getting the Indiana job? I don't know. Who, look. who will get it and who should get it? Are, are those Al- two different questions? Alford should get the job. Um, my opinion. My, you're asking me. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You're not asking a regular fan. I've watched Indiana, Dan, for 21 years since Bob Knight, and the program is in no better shape. Look, I know everybody, well, Bob Knight hit a player. Yeah, well, Calvin Sampson got us on probation. Yeah, well, there was 8 million drug tests or uh, failed drug tests. Yeah, well, they haven't won close. The graduation rate isn't any higher. Donors aren't any. The basketball is awful. And every time I look in Assembly Hall and I go into Assembly Hall and I see statues, you know where they're from? The Bob Knight era. I've had enough personally. I've had enough personally of the hot guy. Dan, swear to God, I called Fred Glass, the AD, when they hired Archie Miller. And I said, you just made the worst hire you could possibly make. I said, well, you are making us like everybody else. And frankly, Indiana is like everybody else. Nobody, not a lot of great teams. Not well, a lot of how do you mean teams. that, though? How do I mean what? That you're like everybody else. Well, here's what I'm saying. There's not a lot of great teams, and there's not a lot of awful teams. There's a ton of teams right in the middle. We have no, hey, Dan, for 21 years, I thought Tom did a really good job, Karina, of bringing us out. But we have no identity. Yeah. What's Indiana basketball about? Is it shooting? No. Is it defense? No. Is it tough play? No. It's just another team. And for a guy like me, Dan, that spent 17 years there, like I got to get a hip replacement because of a hit I took. I got to get a knee replacement. I got a bad neck. I want to see an Indiana guy in there. I want somebody that can bring back Indiana basketball's pride. I want to see somebody that can galvanize the fan base. And frankly, the only guy that I see that can do that is Alfred. I get that the hot guy just won a game and goes to the Sweet 16. You know what? So did Archie Miller. But as you know, everybody wins a date. Everybody wins a date. So I'm tired of the hot guy here. I'll support him. Hey, look, I got a radio show. I'll do everything for the guy. But I'm tired of the hot guy. I'm tired of the the, – Calvin Sampson comes in for crying out loud, was on probation when Indiana hired him. On probation, and Indiana hires him in Indiana. Then you get a guy, well, he went to the Final Four with Dwayne Wade. Great, and Tom did a really good job. Then you get a guy, well, he went to the Elite Eight. Who cares? You either can know Indiana, understand it's a different job, or you can't. And to this point, in my life, in my way of thinking, it's been 21 years of the hot guy, the outside guy. How's that worked out for us, Indiana? Not very good. He's Dan Dockage, ESPN College basketball analyst and uh, has his own show, The Fan in Indianapolis. We had Rick Pacino on last week, and I asked him if this was his final stop, and uh, he said yes. And, and my Danette said, no, it's not his final stop. <laughs> I'm the one guy who said this is Pacino's final stop. All right, Dockage, what side are you on? Does Pacino <laughs> does he have another job? I had Patino on my show, and Coach said, this is my final stop. And Dan, <laughs> when people tell me things, I listen real close. I, I'm, on, I'm in between, but it, I always say gun to head. Gun to head, I say this is his final stop. I'm not sure, though. <laughs> when he said it, I believed it. But, Dan, let's think about this. Rick Patino ending his career at Iona? I like Iona. Iona's great. The Gales, Jeff Rulin, Yay Rock, go fight win. But he's going to end his career at Iona. I'm taking the coach at his word, but I ain't betting on it. Let's put it that way. Yeah. I, I, I hope he's found happiness after what he went through, and now he understands you got a job back, you got some respect back, you go to the tournament. But egos, egos with you coaches, man. Hey, Dan, can I ask you a question yeah. about Rick Pitino? All right. Do you think Rick Pitino's, like, resume is now as good 
if not better than any other than maybe, you know, Wooden and Krzyzewski. And here's why. He leaves in disgrace. He goes out to Greece and wins two championships. Like, that's hard to do, man. That's like people don't understand the level of play. Then he comes back to this school, and guess what? He takes him to the tournament. I would argue that these last two years have done nothing but enhance this man's resume to the point of jumping a lot of people, Dan. What do you think? I think he's one of the top five coaches, and I'm talking about NBA and college I, today. I think Patino is that good. Now, he's not for everybody, a lot of stops, but the man can coach a basketball game. If you were an Indiana fan right now, would you want Rick Patino? I was going to ask you that question. <laughs> Here's what I've said. Give me Brad Stevens. You know, I, I made this nice soliloquy about He's not coming. Game. He's not okay, coming. Okay, I know. I know he's not. All right? Give me Brad. Give me Tony Bennett. He's turned the job he... down before. Or I'd do a talk show in Indy. Having Rick Pitino in Bloomington <laughs> wouldn't be a bad <laughs> It's all about content. It's all, a little bit. all about content. Uh, you sent me your final four. I don't think your final four did too well, did it? No, my final four stinks. I really thought going into the tournament, Illinois was playing as well as anybody, including Gonzaga. And, Dan, I was at the Illinois game, and I'm telling you, Illinois didn't have a chance in that game. Like, they were not good enough. They didn't um, move the ball, Dan. The difference no. between Loyola's movement and Illinois' was it's astounding. Dan, when here's the other thing. Okay, you know that Krautwig kid, right? You're down whatever. They're comfortable as hell. They just throw it to this guy. He stands at the top of the key, surveys, looks around, says, oh, what the hell am I going to do? All right, I'll throw it to you. You'll get a layup. Oh. And the other thing, and this is where uh, Loyola is dangerous. They guard you. Like, they got Williamson, maybe if, if, you know, it seems like every year a Duke player wins defensive player of the year. I think it's defensive player of the year sponsored by Duke. <laughs> but the best defensive player is this Williamson kid, Dan. He locks it up. Did they, name, that, did they name the defensive player of the year award after uh, Woj? Steve Wojanowski. I, I think they did. Like, all you got to do is slap the floor. <laughs> I think Illinois slapped the floor three times against Loyola, and Loyola scored all three times when they slapped the floor. How silly is you, that? You got, hey, look, it's one thing to slap the floor because that's what you are. It's another thing to say, ah, hell, I think I'll slap the floor and act like I'm playing defense. <laughs> hey, another thing. Yeah. I, Dan, when I look at Oral Roberts, Tom Moore, you know the name Tom Moore? Awesome. Um, assistant coach in the NFL, like should be in the hall of fame. Everybody says, yeah, Tom Moore always says players, not plays like late in the game, players, not plays. These two guys I always say the guy's name wrong, Absmus and O'Banner. These two dudes got 59 against Ohio state. Now Ohio state pretty good on the perimeter defensively. They got 59. They backed it up with 55. Dan, you and I both know the name Harold Archambault. And the various guys across the country over the years that just go nuts, they got two guys that are balling. So, yes, Oral Roberts is a damn uh, – they are a Cinderella. But when you got two guys that are going like that against Florida, against Ohio State, you got to take them serious. You got to take them very serious. It's always great to talk to you. You're the best. Thanks for the text. Yeah, well, you're kind of lonely. Can I do a plug, Shameless? Oh, God. Okay. That Saturday mornings, I do a show on Sirius XM Radio 84. It's combination basketball and Stern. It's unbelievable. Wait, did you just call yourself unbelievable? I said the show's unbelievable. Yeah. It's unbelievable Sirius gave you a job. That's the unbelievable. And I saw your dog. You're just a lonely man. You, your brackets, and a dog. I'm in a basement, Dan. I'm in a basement with my IU memorabilia. Oh. I just sit here and dream of the day I kicked Michael Jordan's ass. You know what I mean, Dan? That's what I do all day. Did you name your dog Knight? Alford? <laughs> uh, no. Damon Bailey? I named it Calvert. Calvert Cheney. Uh, good to talk to you, bud. You too. Thanks for having me. That's Dan Dockage. He works at the Mothership and, of course, uh, the Dan Dockage Show.
on uh, the fan in Indianapolis. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 until noon Eastern, 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. And you can find us on the iHeartRadio app at FSR or stream us live on the Peacock app. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. All right, everybody. Game off. Let's pause here to talk more about Monopoly Go. I know what you're saying. Flag on the play. You've already talked about that. But there's just so much more good stuff in this game. In Monopoly Go... You can team up with friends for time tournaments where you work together to build up each other's boards. The more you win together, the more awesome prizes you unlock. And there's so much more to get. You can get unique stickers. You can trade with friends to compete uh, albums for big prizes. There's cool new playing pieces to travel the boards with. I was always a uh, battleship guy. You know, you get those pieces like there was the hat. There was the shoe. Oh, same. There was the I was always a battleship guy or the car. You know what, too, is funny about a battleship. It's one of the only uh, Monopoly pieces that you find that's not just a household item. Wow, you know I haven't even thought about that. Yeah, most people oh, wow. don't have a battleship at home, but you have a car, you have a hat, you have a shoe, you have uh, all those things. Anyway, you could also get hilarious emojis for taunting friends when you smash their buildings or heist their vaults. That's always fun. Plus, Monopoly Go feels new and exciting every day with constantly changing tournaments and challenges. A ton include their own unique mini games like Digging for Treasure or a Robot Pachenko Machine. And there's always new timed events that will help you win big, like massive multipliers for everything you win or rent frenzies. There's always something fun to discover in Monopoly Go. So get off the bench and go download it for free right now on Google Play or the App Store. Game on. This episode brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Director Wes Ball breathes new life into the epic franchise set several generations after the last installment in which apes are the dominant species. As a ruthless king attempts to build his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape will fight for the future of apes and humans alike and embark on a journey that will redefine the planet. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Enter the kingdom in IMAX this Friday and in theaters everywhere. Get tickets now. Did you ever play the over-under game with your friends? You know, think I can eat that slice of pizza in under 30 seconds? Or I don't know, take over a minute to down a two-liter? Well, if you have, then you're going to love Pick 6. It's the new fantasy game from DraftKings, an official partner of the NBA. Here's how you play it during the playoffs. Pick between two and six players and choose if they will have more or less of a stat. Rebounds, points, assists, and more. Also, you track your picks, play against others for a shot to win at some big cash prizes. Download the new DraftKings Pick 6 app now. Use the promo code DPSHOW for a chance to win huge cash prizes. That's code DPSHOW. Only on DraftKings Pick 6. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. 18-PLUS in most eligible states. Age varies by jurisdiction. Eligibility restrictions apply. Pick 6 not available in all states, including but not limited to Connecticut and New York. For up-to-date list of states, visit dkng.co slash pick6states. Void where prohibited. See terms at pick6.draftkings.com slash promos. ESPN Senior NBA Insider, host of the Woj Podcast. You can uh, catch Woj on ESPN and ABC's NBA Countdown. And Woj uh, joining us on the program. Woj, uh, give me the deal that you think has to happen. Uh, Aaron Gordon, I think, in Orlando. Dan, I think his, I think he's ready to move on. I think the team is ready to get what they can get back for him. So I think there's a... Uh, I, I would be shocked, really, at this point if he's not moved uh, by Thursday's deadline. And, you know, there's a number of teams uh, interested in him. And, you know, listen, they'll, he'll, he'll go they'll, – they'll probably take it down to wire on Thursday and, and see what's the best offer that they can find out there for him. Is there a deal that could be made that might change a bigger picture here with these, uh, these teams come playoff time? You know, I, listen, I don't, there's not a star star out in this marketplace, uh, this trade deadline, but I think there's players who can impact contenders 
Uh, I think the two teams, Toronto with Kyle Lowry and uh, Orlando, um, you know, again, we talked about Aaron Gordon, but I think Toronto really is the team that may dictate this deadline because Kyle Lowry and Norman Powell, you know, are two, uh, you know, two good players that they have. And uh, certainly I, I think if Kyle Lowry ends up in a Philly or a Miami, you know, that's certainly, I don't know if, all of a sudden Brooklyn thinks, Hey, you know, we're still not the best team in the East. Um, but, but that can be impactful. And it's going to be guys like Lonzo ball in new Orleans and, um, you know, Victor Oladipo in uh, Houston, those are all players available and, and, you know, who, who, who all may very well move before Thursday. What do the Lakers do with AD down and LeBron out? If anything, well, they've wanted to get certainly more size. They may not be able to do it in the trade market. The buyout market might be the place where obviously the Lakers could improve without having to give anything up because, um, you know, they may, if you're going to make a trade, you know, you want to be able to improve and you can't always do that when you're giving something up. So Andre Drummond in Cleveland, if he, ends up getting a buyout if he's not moved at the trade deadline, which I think it's unlikely because of his contract and he gets into the buyout market. He's certainly uh, somebody who they are focused on and want to bring in there. He, he'd become their starting center. And so that that's going to be impactful. You, you're going to see a lot of guys and guys who don't get traded in that buyout market. And you saw the Clippers create another spot uh, to be able to add a player uh, in the buyout market, they have two roster spots. Brooklyn's going to continue to be active there. And, um, you know, so I think uh, for the Lakers, though, uh, listen, they just need to get AD and LeBron healthy. And, and you know that they're not going to fear in the first round having to go on the road in a series. They, they know they can beat anybody if they're healthy. And, and so I think playoff position for them is less important. They just have to get their two their two best players back healthy. And I mean, just imagine if you're the, if you're the jazz or you're the Suns, and you know, you have just this tremendous season, you're a two seed or a three seed or the one seed. And all of a sudden you show up in the playoffs <laughs> in game one and there's a healthy LeBron and AD, you know, dribbling into the building. It's, it's not ideal. Yeah. I was wondering about that. Could this be a good thing for the Lakers from the standpoint of now LeBron is forced to rest, whereas it felt like he was hell bent on resting because he wanted to shoot, show the rest of the league. He, he doesn't do load management and he wants to win another MVP. Well, you know, the high ankle sprain, listen, that's, that's a tough injury and it can linger. And so I, I don't know if it's a good thing. I think though, for the Lakers, you know, their timelines can't change. Their timeline certainly can't change with AD because LeBron's out. They can't, and they won't rush him back. But you can, they, listen, they can lose a lot of ground in the West, and you don't want to fall. Uh, it, it's going to be a climb in the postseason, uh, however they look at it. I mean, they're not, they're, they're going to be a team that's probably going to have to go on the road in the first round. And, and we'll see how, listen, in this, there'll be fans in buildings. It may not be what, Typically, it's like to go on the road in the postseason. It may not be buildings that are full, but there'll be some capacity. And I think that softens the blow of having to go uh, on the road in the postseason. But, yeah, I think for LeBron, he's just always shown an an incredible capacity uh, to heal, to play through injury, and to just uh, be able to come back quicker than others can. But with this one, this is going to be a few weeks. Kyrie leaves for three games. Um we know what's going on? I know he said it's personal, but is this something that will continue this season? No, this um, the Nets, this was an absence that they're fully on board with and is just sort of the normal sort of family thing. They said family matters. There, there's, no, there's no backstory on this of, hey, we're not. They, they knew what it was, and, and um, it's not an issue. Can LaMelo Ball win the Rookie of the Year if he's done for the rest of the season? It's a good question. You know, has he played enough games? I think Anthony Edwards is – he's been so good in Minnesota. And I don't know how all the things people take into consideration when they vote. I think certainly LaMelo improved that team. That team played – you know, they were in the playoff chase largely, or, you know, him and Gordon Hayward – 
we're in that top eight in the Gordon Hayward in that top eight in the East. Uh, but Edwards has played so well over the last few weeks. Um, I think that he's, you know, listen, he could finish strong um, and, and steal it. But, but LaMelo, I think uh, the kind of rookie year he had and the kind of just revelation he was uh, in the league and for that franchise, I, I think it'll probably still be close. I, I don't think it's out of the question he can win it, but I think Edwards has come on strong enough that, that he's going to probably have a case to be made just because of um, how much more he'll have played uh, by the time people are voting. What would you tell anybody who thinks there's a chance or thought there was a chance Brad Stevens would leave the Celtics for the Indiana Hoosiers, Joe? Yeah, it's just, you know, you talk to coaches who've coached in both levels, and there's nobody who would rather be in college basketball than the NBA. That that even – now, listen, there are assistant coaches in the NBA who become college candidates largely because they're not sure if the NBA head coaching is in their future or they could go back to it. Maybe they've been a head coach and, you know, a couple of the guys interviewing for the University of Utah job are NBA assistants. But anybody who's in the NBA will only go back to college if they're forced to, if they're not welcome in the NBA anymore. And Brad Stevens, no matter how much money Indiana offers them, listen, if Brad Stevens somehow left the Celtics, if someday he gets fired in Boston, and I'd I think he's going to be there a long time. He's not getting fired. He'll 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 be a head coach somewhere else. Billy Donovan left Oklahoma City. It never dawned on Billy Donovan. Like Billy Donovan could have any college job he wanted. Somebody would fire their coach to hire Billy Donovan in college. Never dawned. He was an he's an NBA coach now. He goes to Chicago. He would have had plenty of other offers. Mm. Brad Stevens will be an NBA head coach um, as long as he wants to be. Um, it's just. Uh, it's just not something anybody would choose to do. And, you know, Brad Stevens at Indiana, I know in Indiana they wanted to believe he'd come back. Um, it's just not an appealing, uh, compared to the NBA, it's just not an appealing uh, lifestyle. It's not an, appeal, it's not an appealing, um, the, the recruiting, the portal, all the things that have changed in college basketball, uh, constantly having to retool that roster every year. Um, and people would prefer to be in the NBA. I'm trying to, you know, make out what Steve Kerr is bringing up. He was on a podcast and he talked about, and I'm paraphrasing here and that's dangerous, but he was talking about, you know, the enjoyment of a team that won 15 games and coaching them as opposed to that last year when Durant was there. Durant then commented saying it's hilarious that he would think that, but like how much acrimony or drama was there that we really didn't know about with the Warriors that, Kerr would say, you know, I get to go back to just teaching, coaching, or, you know, these uh, players in the NBA, even though we're losing. Yeah, Dan, I I didn't go back and listen to that podcast, so I don't know the context of what he was saying. Um, So without knowing exactly the context of, there was a broader point. I saw what Steve said in his news conference last night, that it was taken completely out of context. It was a difficult year. I think it was a difficult year for Kevin Durant, for Steve Kerr. I think there was a lot of tension around that team. And um, But whether it was more enjoyable to coach a 15-win team, I, I don't know if that's what Steve said. Again, I didn't listen to the whole thing. Um, but, but I do think it was pretty well documented that you know, that was not the strongest relationship um, within the organization. But – I mean, that's kind of true of a lot of teams and a lot of players and coaches. And at the end of the day, you're judged on the results. They had incredible results with Durant and Steve Kerr together. And, um, but you know, why that, did that it go ultimately... bad, though, Woj? Like, you, you, I don't know. It felt like Draymond Green was onto something early where he knew that Kevin Durant was going to be leaving and wasn't, you know, one of the guys. But, I mean, you had something there. I don't know how sustainable it was going to be, but. When did it go wrong in Golden State? I, listen, I think that just Kevin went there at a time in his career where it, the Warriors allowed him to, to to win a championship, to win finals MVP. He built sort of his off-court business in Northern California, and then he was ready for something else. He wanted to have a team that was his. He wanted to come east and, and Brooklyn – was attractive to him and he wanted to play with Kyrie Irving 
and he got the chance to do that. I just think, I, I just think it's a different time in the league where all of us would look and say, well, why wouldn't you just want to stay together? Why wouldn't you want to just keep winning with that group? But that's not the league anymore, and you you have to maximize these window of times when you have these teams together because not just not just in Golden State, but whether it was in Miami um, or, or anywhere else, if it's the Brooklyn Nets now, how long does that group want to continue to play together if they win a title or two titles? Um, that's just the reality of the league. I think the Warriors generally maximize that window. They might have won a title in the last year, if not, for the injuries and the Toronto beat them. So I just think it's not just a golden state question. I think it's a, it's a large broader question for the whole league. And it's, it's a league of, of constant movement and there's not always great staying power in any situation. And that's, that's the league now. Uh, I know things are going to get busy for you. Woj. We appreciate you joining us as always. And uh, thank you. Thank you, Dan. That's uh, Adrian Wojnarowski, ESPN senior NBA insider, host of the Woj podcast. You can catch Woj on ESPN and ABC's NBA Countdown. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notify, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. The utterly inspired all-electric EQE sedan from Mercedes-Benz. With hundreds of customizable comfort settings inside the cabin, it's the EV that recharges you. The vehicle is all-electric. The feeling is all Mercedes. Learn more at mbusa.com slash EQE. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.